Before I go any further, let me ask this. Do you trust me? Do you trust that I hear from God regarding you? Do you trust that everything that God has me to say is not always for you? Or do you trust also that I hear from God and the work be for the past that's still in you? Or the future that sometimes we try to rush to? And the present that we are not even seeing it through? Do you trust me as a vessel? That the word may not even be for you. It may be for somebody who's connected to you. But because you are connected to them, your mind, will, and emotions are connected to them. Your spirit is connected. Your emotions are connected to them. Your heart connected to them. Your thoughts connected to them because they're dear to you so you can perceive where they're coming from even though you're not going through what they're going through. So I ask you, do you trust me? Because some topics are very sensitive. Do you trust that God doesn't ever call you out? Do you believe that God doesn't reveal or expose things that we do that are sacred? Do you think he's going to be with you and watch you in your bedroom and go reveal to me what you're not doing, what you're hiding, or what you should be doing? That's not how our God operates. That's not even how he thinks. That has no parts in him. We are just like him. Without him even saying anything. A lot of times we're thinking that, you know, we're hearing words from God and the kingdom and the angels. When we come around each other, that's just our gifts being activated because we're like our father. We're supposed to pick up on things. We're supposed to acknowledge a lie when we hear it. We're supposed to see when someone's in trouble. We're supposed to hear, you understand, when someone's going through, see it. We're supposed to recognize when healing is present, wisdom, knowledge is present, faith is present, working of miracles and discernment is present, prophecies are present, diverse tongues and tongues interpretation are present. We're supposed to because the fruits of the spirit are present. The fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit are present. If this is not for you, intercede for those who this message is for. This is the second time God says that you heard on this podcast, whoever you are. You're not listening to your child. Because you feel like your child is going to listen to you and that's it. But your child is not a child anymore. Your child is a young adult. Your child knows what he or she want to do with their life. And being a parent... A lot of times we think we know every answer that comes from our experience as being a parent. But from that place of thinking, there are no answers. 
Because every answer comes from God. You cannot think as a parent that your child comes with instructions in a box. Every child is different. Every child is gifted. Every parent is gifted because you were once a child. Now you are a parent now. So you have to really recognize and realize that that's God moving in and through your child. Your child is not putting away. Your child is not being rebellious. Your child is not being disrespectful. The rolling the eyes and the smacking the lips is not disregarding. It's let me live. Let me be. And you're sheltering me. And you're hindering me. And you're boxing me in and not allowing me to live freely as God wants me to do according to his will. And your child is feeling very frustrated. Very frustrated. Your son or your daughter, whoever. Son and daughter or daughter or doesn't matter. This message is for whoever God is talking to. Your child knows what they're called to do. And a lot of times when we grew up and our generation as parents... We were told what we were going to do and what we're not going to do. No, what you're not going to do is talk. You're going to listen. Shut up. I'm talking. What you have to say, it doesn't matter because you don't pay no bills. You don't know any better. I've been here longer. I know more. So listen to what I'm saying. But the generation is greater than ever before. And that includes you and I as a parent. So we have to value their greatness and not think we know it all just because we are responsible to take care. We're not their source. We're not their heavenly father. We're not their God. We're not their protector. We're not their way maker. We're not their redeemer. We're not their restorer. We're not their cleft for you or me. We're not their rock of all ages. We're not their shepherd. We're not We're not, and we never will be. So we have to get out of our children's lane regarding their journey and trust the words that God teaches us to release into them, to sow into them, to show them the way that he prepared for them to walk. See, my father and my mother had no idea that I was walking in a path four and five wasn't even really walking physically able to yet I remember I was about 17 months in my grandmother's high chair that she had for us as her grandkids there were like five of us sharing a high chair and I remember it was my turn and the others at the table the other cousins were at the table and I'm right in front of the piano and there were three angels with large feathers larger than me as a toddler and they were fanning me I never forget that I didn't tell my mother about any of the things I was going through growing up neither my father it was just God and God alone They were still trying to figure out to this day, how are you this way? And we didn't teach you any of this. You cook like this. We didn't teach you how to cook. I worked a lot and you're great at it. 
I didn't teach you how to stand and all you do is stand. I didn't teach you how to use your faith. We didn't even talk about faith in the house. We talked about things around it, but not really. Who taught you how to just believe in God and only believe? Who taught you about the supernatural? Wow. I didn't have that growing up. So it's possible that your children may not be saying everything like we didn't say coming up. One thing that my mom, and I don't really like talking about this, it's girly, but just stay with me. You know, as a Jew, you already know in the Bible, when a woman is going through that time of the month, you are considered to be unclean. You can't go near nobody in the house or they're going to be unclean for 24 hours. You cannot go and sit in no chairs. No one can sit in your chair. They have to put that chair way in the corner. You can't touch no dishes. Your dish, everything that you touch got to be put away. It can't be where everybody else things are. No one can sit in my seat. No one can lay in my bed. I can't even sit on the toilet in my home. Because if I sit down, then everybody in my home is unclean. And if you're unclean, you cannot touch no one who doesn't want to be unclean. You cannot even go to church if you're unclean. You have to stay home. So everybody knows who time of the month it is because you're not there and everybody is getting away from you. So to me, it was like, that is not Christ-like to me. I don't know about no old covenant. I wasn't there. I thank God that I wasn't. But I still thank God that it was a time that he was still glorified. But I'm in this generation. I'm created to think the way how I'm living here now. I can't say what I would do then when I, because my mind is not there. My mind is all the way up here. Me as a creation of, is up here. My potential goes along with this day and age because it's greater than how it was back then. So it's easy for me to say what I wouldn't do because I know much more than they didn't know then because I'm in a new covenant and they was in the old one back then. So the thing is, I didn't tell nobody. I had all cousins around me. They were freaking me out. They had cramps and all that. And they were crying and they would be excused from school, take aspirins and Tylenols and Midol. And I'm like, I, I never forget. I went in my prayer, you know, window. I didn't do no closet. I was scared of the dark. <laughs> so I went in my window and I was scared only the dark because I grew up around, you know, my family. We had one TV in a family room and everybody wanted to watch horror. I didn't like horror because I already was discerning what it brings. So I had no choice. I watch it. You know, Freddy, Jason, Halloween, Chucky. It don't matter if it's the gremlins. I was scared. I mean, the people under the stairs, I didn't want, and they're going to tell me to go to the basement and get the clothes downstairs. Oh, no, I'm not. I am not. I don't care if you beat me. I'm not going down there. We just seen the people under the stairs. And you want me to go downstairs and get some by myself? And then we got an attic up there with 10 beds. I'm not going up there. I'm scared to death. I was so scared. I would never sleep alone because of those reasons. So I wouldn't be in no closet with no prayer closet. I was in the window. So I said, Father, you know what? My cousins got cramps and everything. So I didn't. I just skipped God. I said, come here, Eve. And remind you, my age was 10 that that happened to me. So I was younger than 10 when I approached Eve. Eve, come here, please. I'm not upset with you. 
I'm not angry at you, but I don't want no cramps. You know, I know that you're the cause of it, but I'm not mad. I love you. We make mistakes. Until this is my conversation with Eve, my first conversation with her. It was about cramps. I don't want no cramps. And guess what? She heard that. <laughs> because I never had one. <laughs> Period. <laughs> never. You understand? It was smooth sailing with me. But the only thing about it is I lied and by hiding it. You know, I hid it for three years. Three years. And my mom and my cousin was like, when is, when is it going to be your time? Oh, my God, you are a late bloomer. And I'm like, they just don't know I am hiding mine because I am not going to let no one separate me from going to the house of God. I'm not going to let no one just tell me what I can and cannot touch. And no one wants to be around me like I'm, it's my fault. I can't help this. I'm telling you. And I think I did pretty well <laughs> to be 10 to 13 and no one knew. <laughs> no one said anything, knew anything, nothing. I went to church. I prayed every time I went. Father, please don't strike me down. I'm in this church. Oh, God. I'm walking in here. Okay. I'm unclean. No one knows. If they knew, I'll be stoned, but not stoned. Oh, God. Oh, God. That'd be like 15 beatings from 15 people. Oh, God. I went to the bathroom. I sat on the toilet. Oh, God. Somebody's going to sit on that toilet. They're going to be unclean. Father, please forgive me. Is the earth going to break? Is it going to crack open? I'm trying to tell you. Am I going to hell? And the service still continued on. And life still went on. I was like, see? And we living like this. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> so all that to say, you know, my mother felt like, wow, how did you do all the things that you have done? God. God. I just met God of the toilet paper very early. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. <laughs> what else to use? You understand? <laughs> and I thank God that no one was like, where's the toilet tissue? No, because we always had. You know, it, it, we had so much that you wouldn't even thought that was gone. You just put some more in there. You know, oh, I'll just get some more. So, you know, if you have more than enough of things, you wouldn't even, it wouldn't matter until if you're running low and you don't have, you know, that much in your pockets that you think you should have naturally in order for you to know that you are will taken care of supernaturally from God instead. But anyway, so back to the purpose of this message. I had to give my testimony because my parents are like, you understand? Wow, amazed. God did a fabulous job with you. Like, wow. So who are we to tell our children they can't live? They can't think for themselves. They can't respond. We told our children so many times, you shut up while I'm talking, but why do we say it like that? I don't care. Do it anyway, because I said. And it may not be the right thing. So we're teaching them how to follow rules and not righteousness God says your children for all of you who are in this situation you have a child that is very troubled very upset 
very hurt and know why you continue to deny that child to do what they want to do with their life. You want your child under you, so you keep a child, an eye on your child, but you live a life based and built upon image. And that's why you shelter your family, say of God. Because you're afraid of someone misrepresenting you, but you're not to be represented. It's God who's being represented, and you did a fabulous job with that. See, you can't hide your children from not being exposed of failing at something. Because if you do, then they're not going to ever be successful at anything. Because in order to be successful, you have to know what it's like to fail at something. Because success comes from learning from mistakes. So I know how to get it right this time. It teaches you not to be upset, ashamed, condemning yourself, embarrassed because you made a mistake. When God said, I remember no more when you repent. Many of your children want to go to college and college away. And they know what school they want to go to. And many of us saying, no, I want to keep an eye on you. It has nothing to do with no funds because they got all kinds of financial aid. It's because you don't want your child to go and you think they're going to run wild. Because when one child go and do it, the next child going to want to do what they're called to do. And you're going to feel like you can't even control your home anymore because you want everybody to be confined, say of God. And they can't be confined. They have to be radical. They have to be daring, risk-taking. You can't live for your kid. You can't think for your kid. You can't walk for your kid. You can't talk for your kid. You can't think for your kid, say of God. You can't go to heaven for your kid. You can't walk with God for your kid. It's called a personal relationship. And God say enough of it. Enough is enough. Because your child is looking very upset and it's clearly being shown. That child walk behind you with their face turned up. I'm not hiding how I not supposed to feel anymore. I'm going to show how I really feel because I have a voice. I'm a child. I'm greater than you, but not consider myself to be better than you. And you're not allowing my greatness to be exposed or shine. I'm not going to disappoint you. Why don't you just trust me? You can't keep that child under your wing forever because we under God's right hand, not ours. And God said that child, children, all of you guys talking to are very, very upset. That's why they mouthing off so much. And many of us say, I don't care about that. I don't care. But the children honor you so much that they wouldn't leave and run away from home. But many have friends that they vent to. The girlfriends or the guy friends. I'm not really happy. And many of us as parents say, you better not tell what goes on in this house. But guess what? It's already being told. Because every time we try to look so perfect, there goes mistakes floating to the surface. 
See, when we live according to just being free and not thinking about what people going to say about our lifestyles, our children, what they think, how they live, then people going to perceive us more than looking at us looking so rehearsed. When they look too perfect, it's rehearsed. And I'm not mean looking happy and exciting and, you know, joyous. No, I mean, when it looks like you don't know what it is to get through to go through because you've never even been through to even get to nothing, but you're still on the other side. That don't make sense. How are you reaping and you don't even sow anything unto God? I'm not talking about money. How are you blessing when you're not even being blessed to be a blessing? can't keep everything inside the four walls of that roof. I don't care if it's an apartment, a condo. Stop trying to seem so perfect. And you know what it is? A lot of our parents treated us as if we were. You know why I can say that? Because I was that kid. And even my siblings did that to me. Stop doing that. But you are. You're not perfect. Just you do everything so right. Don't put that on me. Because I make mistakes too. And if I make one that you see, you're going to dishonor me. So stop doing that. You're, you're causing yourself to push your own self away from me. Because when you see me do something that I normally do and, you know, make a mistake and learning from it, being human and learning, you're going to look at me like I'm beneath you now. So stop doing that to me. I had to tell people that stop. Please. Stop looking at me to be higher than you because what I do for a living. Look what you do for a living. And then when I do something... You turn your back on me. You look down on me. And I had to tell my siblings that. You're always able to make sure that we have a great time. You give us whatever we ask for. Whenever mom asks for something, you go over the top and, you know, you look out for mom and that's good. But, you know, you're the one. And they kept saying, I'm the one. No, I'm not the one. See, I wasn't that child to be like, yeah, yeah, I am the best one. Yep, yep, let me get my cookies. No, don't say that to me. It's all of us, guys. Yeah, whatever you say, we know what it is. And the thing is, my mom loves us all unconditionally. It's just that I'm the one who wants to be around her all the time. That's all that is. The others are busy, you know, family, working, whatever it was, school, growing up. I just never left her side. My whole life, I've been by my mom's side. I didn't want to leave my mom. It has nothing to do with my dad not being there, but look at me now. I'm still around my mom. Yeah, we go through back and forth, but it's no disrespect because that's my mom. Is that, you know... We had to go through a lot of healing processes too because of what she went through with her mom and her mother's mother. My great-grandmother had 20 children with my great-grandfather and they had sets of twins, which is very, you know, noticeable in my family. Even I had a set. You understand? 
And it was a lot of things done differently back then on the farm. Because back in my great-grandmother's days, if you weren't pregnant, I mean, if you weren't married and you're pregnant, but she was married, I'm talking about her siblings and her kids. I had some great aunts who got pregnant and they, it wasn't, they wasn't married. So they had to hide them out because you couldn't be in society pregnant without being married back in their day. Somebody in the family had to take on your kid, a relative. And that's why a lot of things be secretive. Oh, my sister is actually my mother. See? But anyway, that's what that was about. No, not treated better. Just that I'm the one who's always around. I'm the one who don't allow us to separate. Like, come back together, guys. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You understand? And I just thank God for my siblings. I thank God for you and yours. But when you're treated like you're that child, that kid, you know, us parents got to be careful because it's like the child that doesn't give me any problem. That's the one who's actually always talked about all the time. And the kids, the other ones be like, you know, yeah, we get it. That's the one. It don't have to be the oldest. It could be the, I'm the middle child. And a lot of times it is the middle child. If we're doing great things that everybody not like about us and, you know, me, it was, you're beautiful, you're smart, and, you know, you're so kind. Oh, you're such a doll. You know, you're so this. And my sister had to keep hearing that. Like, what about me? No, you too. Come here. I know you're being nice, but they're not, Nini. They keep singling you out. Well, forget about them. Come here. Let's go play. You know you're good too. Look at you. You're perfect. And that's not fair for me as a kid to have to do what to try to undo what somebody trying to do to my sister. You try to destroy her and not even where are you doing that? You're the better one. What do you mean? No, I'm not. Look at you. You're a great mother. You, you got so much wisdom. You know, you don't, you know, you know how to stand. You're a very strong woman. I'm not strong like you. Yes, you are. See, that's how we grew up talking to each other. You are strong. It was like Seely and Nettie. I'm trying to tell you. You are without their storyline. Because we're both beautiful. I don't like the storyline. They talking about she ugly. I don't like that. But I was like, no. You're both. We're both. You know, you're my role model. So I had to reshape the way how they were trying to have her to think. You're not going to tear my sister against me. Have her to be jealous of me. And I love her so much. You're not going to single me out. You know? So we have to be careful as parents. My mom wasn't doing that on purpose. I just accomplished a lot of things first. And I'm the middle child. So it was like she had to be stretched with three children who's, you know, leading her in this way, that way, that way. So what I did was I stepped out of the way so she could go and do with them. So they wouldn't, you know, feel no type of way because I was fine. It didn't matter to me. I just didn't let things like that get to me. 
Because it wasn't no, it had no parts in me. I, I just wasn't like that. I know you love us. I wouldn't make your you as a mother, I'm not gonna say job, I'm not gonna make it complicating. It's already enough. I see what you're trying to do. You wanna have fun. You're a parent. And you feel like you, you know, you have kids now, you can't part like you want to. And you don't have us to feel like you regret us, but you know, we're gonna try to stay out your way so you can have fun. I was that kid. Now I did a lot of things wrong, don't get me wrong. But I want you to know about your kids. You got to be very careful because there's always a child that's outshining. And the rest of them know it. Yeah, they know it. Some probably even say it. And I wasn't that kid that'd be okay with that. I was like, no, it's not that way. I even told my mom, no, just don't talk about me that much because it's going to make them think I'm better. I'm not. Well, I'm not doing that to do that. It's just that you always around me. So I'm always talking about what we're doing. We, we, we go out to eat. We just... They can come too. They just, you know, they doing other things. You just always want to be around me, you know. I was like, it's the other way around. You want to be around me. How about we be around each other? A lot of healing had to take place. A lot of healing. Because when someone, when you have a lot of people consider you to be perfect without being perfect, and people that see you make mistakes, like, huh, yeah, right. Perfect way. So be careful with your kid. Be careful with your kids. Sometimes it's the youngest child that's being out, you know? That's shining. Outshine the rest. Due to the parents. Gotta be careful with that. One thing God say. Don't try to draw a picture. You want your family to look like. Picture perfect. Because it's not his vision for your life. Your child. Want. To further. Their purpose. Their career. Their talent. Their gift. But many of you parents won't let them because you're scared. You're scared to let them go and do. You're scared. You know what God said to me about my son? I'm going to give him a testify. I said, Father, my son about to graduate next year. I, I mean... You, what are you telling me about his future? So I can start talking to him too. He just know that he wants to be an officer. He wants to protect people from, you know, keep them safe and, you know, to protect and serve. He likes to serve. So I said, Father, what type of officer? There are all kinds of officers. And God say a military officer. I'm like, what branch? What branch? The Air Force. And I said, Father, that means that he's going to have to be trained and he's going to be away. 
He's going to write and call me and come home on special occasions. But I'm not used to that because it, it's always been us. I used to ask God, just give me enough money where he don't really have to do anything but just stay home or just get his own place and he's taken care of. Just that much money that he don't have to do nothing. That don't make sense. But you get what I'm saying? Like people that's filthy rich, their children don't have to work. I said, let it be where he don't have to work. He don't have to go anywhere. You can be taught at home, you know, with professors. I don't even know what God is going to do about all of that. But the thing is, I'm not going to keep him from it. I can't keep him in the nest. Because even bees leave the nest. Even birds leave the nest. And how much more should we leave? And we are ambassadors. God said, you don't have no need to be afraid. Let your child go and pursue their purpose. That child is going to feel very confined, very irritated, and going to keep mouthing off, looking unhappy, and you're going to keep ignoring them from receiving their happiness. It's hurting that child. It's tearing that child up. That child don't really want to talk to people, be around people, because that child feel like if I be around somebody, and the child has a very smart mouth, and the reason why is because they feel like I'm holding things in too long and I'm about to explode. And I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to disrespect my parents. So I'm just going to be quiet. But I can't keep it in too long because I'm... <laughs> and God is saying to me, the child has a mouth, whether it's a boy or girl, has a mouth like the mother. <laughs> don't play with me. But I'm real cool, but don't play with me. Don't play with me. And that's how your daughter or son is. Don't play with me either. Let your child go. How about this? Ask your child. Is something wrong? And many of us already know what it is. But let them tell you. What's wrong? Why are you looking all sad and your face turned up? Not, you know what? I don't care about that. You better fix your face. No. Why are you looking like that? You got to humble yourself. I'm trying to tell you. Because that's your legacy. You don't want to leave here and nothing be left. And, and I, mean, I don't mean like money. No, I mean, you understand the teachings. That's the legacy. And that brings forth the resources that comes with the legacy. A legacy is not a house. I can lose that. A legacy is not a company. I can lose that. I can just not, my kids might even want, I can open up 12 daycares. My kids might even want that. They may sell it to keep the money. There goes what I thought they were going to pass down to their kids, kids, kids. They don't always want to keep to do the things that their purpose, not our purpose. So it's not the legacy. How are you going to keep up a daycare and you travel around the world and you want to sing? That's not the legacy. The legacy is the teachings. I'm teaching the way you should go to fulfill your purpose. But here are the resources that came with me fulfilling mine. So I'm going to pass these down to you here. Here you go. This came with my purpose. Now you release what comes with yours to your children. And my purpose, what I'm releasing, it goes to not just my child, but God said your children's children. So you can imagine how beautiful that is. And we're thinking about, you know, property. And we're thinking about, you know, materials. 
You know how different they're going to be during their time? It's going to be so much of an upgrade. It's not even going to look the same what we have. Even if I had a boat, you know how different the boat going to look in my children's children's generation? That boat going to be underwater. <laughs> I'm trying to say, you're going to be sailing underwater. Beautiful. They're going to probably be floating in the air. Somebody going to try to figure out how to fly a car. You understand? And I'm trying to pass down a Toyota Corolla. Come on, free. <laughs> you understand? So the legacy is not in things. I don't care how much money it is. That's going to get spent just like that. It's in the teachings. I'm teaching you how to have wisdom so you can always keep it. Not hover over it, but know how to continue to keep it prospering. So this is what you do with your child. What's going on with you? Why are you acting like that? Nah, don't be afraid to tell me, tell me. Because some kids are, no, I'm not, no, never mind, I'm okay. No. And if you know what it is, then ask them, do you want to go to school away? Do you want more space? Because I want what God wants for you. I don't want to shelter you. I'm just doing what I think is best. You know, I... I don't want you to make mistakes like I did. Ooh, I feel that. You don't want them to make mistakes like you did. Ooh. They won't. Because you raise your kids in the way they should go, ladies and gentlemen. You know, it was always in me to sit at a table with a huge family that came out of me and I ain't know where that vision came from I'm like father I don't know why you keep having me to feel to love having a home with a lot of kids around the table and we come together and just talk play games, eat, laugh and we go do our own thing but we're going to come to that table and we're going to acknowledge each other it kind of reminds me of that movie, Parenthood. I'm trying to oh, you. Hallelujah. With Steve Martin. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to really, really reach out to your kid. What's going on? Or your kids, girl or boy, woman or man, doesn't matter. What's going on? All right. You want more space? Okay. You got to realize, you know, when a girl or a guy is becoming a young woman or a young man, they're going to need some space. They're going to need some space. Or you're going to stop their growth. God had me to allow my son to eat in his room and I eat in mine for a whole year. You know why? Because four years, when I was married, we were always forced to be together. And he didn't have no time to himself, to discover himself, to talk, to get to know who he is. Because he was always a young boy under me, and it wasn't my choice. It just was like that in the marriage. And once I got that divorce, it was like God had me to relocate here, have a place here, and I let my son just be for a while, get to know you for a while. 
Because the first thing every teen does is go in their room, close their door. Don't you close no doors in my house. Oh, I trust my son. He's not going to do anything in his room. He know better than that. He asks to touch anything outside his room. So I know he's going to be doing nothing inside his room. Because, you know, I'm not having that. But I still give him space. See, my son don't really want to go nowhere, do anything, because I get an opportunity to. He just chooses to be a homebody. That's him. Likes to be home. Don't think for a second. I don't be like, son, I mean, go ahead with your friends. You know, you got Carlos, you got Anthony, you know. You got, you know, Saviato, whatever his boy named Santiago. You know, Diaz. You know, go to the movies with them, go bowling something with them, whatever teens do, you know, appropriate. No, I'll see him in school. Okay. If we do do something, I'll do it. But for the most part, Mom, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. Okay. Just so you know, you can. That's just not him. He don't be out of the home too long. So what does that say about my purpose? I'm not out of the house too long either. Because <laughs> what are we doing? Due to our purpose. Away with God with instructions. Because he do the same thing in a greater way that I do out in communities. I had no idea my son was doing that. Serving people like that. To the point, they're like, you know what? The boy passed, okay? He just, he's just so good. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, he didn't even... You know, finished the third quarter yet. Did he pass? He all right. This boy ain't this boy is good. He he's straight. Don't worry about his boy. Don't worry about this one. They all say that. They call me doing other classes that they're teaching. We just want to say, Mom, your son is amazing. Oh, thank you. All you kids are amazing. I try to, you know, release all the old kids because they're sitting there listening. I'm on speaker. No, don't sing him out. You guys all are amazing. But the thing is, some of the kids be like, yeah, we understand because he's just so sweet. He's so well-mannered. He's so nice. He's so eager to learn, and he likes to help people. Wow, thank you. Sounds like me, but in a better version. <laughs> so let your child be. Talk to your child or children. Let them know, you know? They can and they will fulfill their purpose because you're going to let them grow up. You're going to stop worrying about image. It's okay to, you know, not talk about your business, but you're going to stop worrying about image. All them TV shows and all that sitcom about the perfect family. There's not one TV show that I seen that was perfect when I was growing up. Even Urkel got on their nerves. Eddie got drunk one night. Laura went out and snuck out the window with Stefan Urkel when he transferred from being Steve Urkel. Then you got Full House. DJ, you understand? Going this place, that place with Kimmy. Stephanie got issues in school. With boys and bullies and Michelle hiding stuff, lying about stuff. But they all come together at the end and apologize and make it better. And there goes the Cosby show, the Cosbys, 
Theo got his ear pierced and tried to hide it. Vanessa came home drunk throwing up. And Sandra married to Alvin with twins that they can't even control. So it was reality and, you understand, non-reality. It was to be, you know, more reasonable with society. Because if it looked too perfect, no one's going to want to watch it. Because it doesn't seem realistic. Don't become unrealistic. Because people are going to realize that it's being rehearsed. There's no way everybody march the same, stand the same, look the same every time that we see you. You see me. Every time you see me hug my son because I'm loving on him or I'm saying, son, I'm becoming better at something. Now, I mean, I made a mistake. I just want to be better at this. Come here. I love you. I want to spend more time with you. I, I have not lately. Stuff like that. You will see me. You know, you probably hear me. Or read my lips. Because I'm not lying. I'm not faking. I'm not. None of that. No one can tell me about my home. Because the Lord is in this place. Because as for me and my home, we shall serve the Lord. Hallelujah. For real. I am not playing. Hallelujah. My son be 17. Valentine's Day. And I'm figuring out what am I going to do? Because every time it's birthday, it's cold. There goes a pool party. For, but they got indoor. But, you know, he's just so like, you know. I'm like, son, what do you like? What do you want to do? I would take him places. When it comes to giving him stuff, he just, he don't want that. I know what he wants. I know what he wants. He wants a brother or a sister. He don't want nothing. He never wanted nothing in the store. It was always challenging for me. You don't want a bike. You don't want scooter. You don't want any of those things. You know, what do you want? Maybe I can get him a game. I know what he wants. He wants a brother or sister and a dog. That's what he wants. A brother and sister and a dog. But he can wait for the dog. He just wants a brother or sister. And he probably like, wow, my mom, she's still, now he knows it takes a man. Oh, she's still single. And he, mm, Jesus. <laughs> now he understands. <laughs> and now he know who it is. <laughs> and I just thank God for him being patient. Because he's not a child to be like, and I raise him that way. You better not even think to ask me about something about, you know, what I'm doing. You my kid. We not friends. But I love you as a friend. You understand? We're not going to sit here and talk about nothing. You understand? That's adult-like. And not, you understand, mother and son-like. But I can sense that he is so patient. He's not the child to be like, when, when is it going to happen? I mean, when, you know, what happened to the guy? What happened to DJ? Oh, God. I wish he would say something like that. <laughs> he wouldn't say that. He's just patient about it. Yeah. But anyway, let your child breathe. Let your children breathe. They're begging for an air of fresh breath. But there's a child who's old enough to go to college, and they want to go the way to school. And you're like, no. You don't want them to. It has nothing to do with no money. Don't lie to your kid. 
Because if you say it's about money, they can raise up their own money. They may go do a GoFundMe. You don't even know. Or you never know. Just because you lie like that, somebody may say, I can help your child go. Oh, mom, they said they can help. And then what you going to say then? So tell the truth. Let your child know. I just don't want to let you go yet. Well, guess what, mom? See, it makes it better. Because then the truth is present. There goes healing. Okay, mom, I understand you love me. But I want to have fun with my life. I want to, I want to, you know, explore in my life. I want to fulfill my purpose. At least they know why. See, every person, you know, is worth an explanation regarding why we are trying to stop them from receiving and releasing their purpose as a parent. What's your reason? You scared? Then tell them. I don't got to tell my child that. And that's why. And that's why. It's the way it is. We think that we parents, because we're grown up, we're parents, that we don't have to grow up. We're grown up, but don't grow up. I don't have to tell you nothing. You're going to do whatever I say. Mm. And what if you're saying everything opposite to what God has said to them? Mm. How do you? Many of our children feel like they don't have a voice at home. If I say this, I'm going to get in trouble. And that's why they're being smart mouth. That's why they roll in their eyes. Your child is very upset, very unhappy. Very much. Very much. Hallelujah. I thank God for my kid. God said to me some things about my son. He prepared me now. My son's going to find his wife soon. He told me he's going to find his wife very young, but it doesn't mean anything but him just knowing who she is. And they got plenty of time before they, you know, pursue and get married. You know, pursue their purpose and career, hire their education. But, yeah. And God told me and taught me what to do now because I was like, you know, my son is cool. He don't need nobody. And God said, do you want a, a water boy? God started speaking about a movie to me. Do you want a Bobby Boucher? You want a water boy? You don't want no mama's boy. But, 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 but my, 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 my mama said, you don't want that. You don't want that. You don't want to cut off what I'm calling him to do. Just because he finds her don't mean that it's time. Reminds me of my cousin. He found his wife in... A teen ministry, it was called Charisma back then. Teen Charisma. They went to college. It was like they got together 15 years after. And they had their first daughter together. Shortly after they were married. And I just thank God for that. 
So, listen to your kid, okay? Listen to your kid. Listen to your kids, guys. You can't shelter your kids. You can't. You can't. A lot of it is because of how you were brought up. How you were brought up affect how you're bringing your kids up. Many of us, we have reasons why we hover over our kids. Why do we hover over them? What are we so afraid of? Because it's something that we went through in the past we didn't let go of. Have to let it go, whatever it was. Maybe you were, you know, growing up too early. Or maybe a lot of responsibility was on you. And now you're going to make sure that your kids don't go through it. Or maybe you did drugs and you make sure your kids don't do. Maybe you got pregnant early and you don't want your daughter or your son to. Whatever it is, you have to let that stuff go. It's so amazing how my great-grandparents had sets of twins and then, you know, the next set of twins were my second cousins. They're identical. And the thing about it is no one knew that it went to me and then them because no one knew about my pregnancy. It was terminated without me terminating it very early. And there was really nothing to discuss because God has healed me from that. And it's so amazing how things pass down like that. So I want you to really think about what you're doing to your kid. I love you. And listen to God what he has to say. And do what he has to say. Because God says that you heard this message before. And you decided that you're not going to change your mind. But God doesn't have what you have on your mind on his mind. So you have to come alongside what's on his mind or you're going to rob your home. See, the thing is, it may be okay now, but it could be better. Or it may not be going so okay right now and it needs to get better. But it can only get better if you do better. If you know better by not doing what you used to do. It's 2024. Get in the game with God. Regarding every member in your home, do things you never done. I told someone today, okay, you keep complaining about giving somebody money who always call you for money. Okay, guess what? This is your year to stop it because they keep disrespecting you. Then guess what? Then stop doing things for them so they can realize how much you the one who do things for them. So they can start respecting you because they know you help them. But if you keep on blessing them and helping them when they terrorizing and disrespecting you, they're going to keep doing it. Because there's no lesson for them to learn. If you keep, you know, 
handicapping them, pacifying them from, let me say pacifying instead of handicap, pacifying them to stay where they are, not grow. God doesn't even do it to us. We all have to go through a process to grow. And who am I to tell someone that, that takes advantage of me that they don't have to grow? Many of us got this thing going on. I don't want you mad at me, so I'm going to give you what you want. Many of us parents do that with our kids. I don't want my kid mad at me, so I'm just going to go ahead and just, what, what is it? What is it? Like I'm running to my child every call, making sure that they're fine and they're okay. No, you're fine. You are all right. You want to act like that? Then go right ahead by yourself. I'm praying for you, but you're not going to sit there and keep wanting me to sit there and tiptoe around you. Oh, I'm not doing that one. You better get it together quick. Hmm. Hallelujah. That's just how I am, y'all. I'm very firm. I mean, very firm, very fun, very fair. I don't care how many children, I don't care what age, it doesn't matter to me. We're going to have a perfect understanding. Do you hear me? Now, we can laugh, joke, play. We can get in the dirt, in the sand, and lay. I don't care, but you're going to listen to what I have to say. I'm going to listen to you, too, and that's going to be our understanding. That you know that I'm to raise you, and you're not going to ever think you're raising me. And I don't have to raise a finger to do so. I look, you already know. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. And that's how it's going to be for however, whoever in my home that I'm raising. I don't care what nobody say. As for me in my home. Hallelujah. Greater is he who's in us than he's in the world. I love it. Let your children tell you what God has told them about their future. Love you.